Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca F. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, June 19th. 2017, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are wrapping up Chapter 4, We Agnostics. We're on page 57, the second paragraph, which begins with, Even so has God restored us all. We will be reading through two paragraphs, ending with, He disclosed himself to us. And we'll focus our comments on both of these paragraphs. Today's readers are Kathy F., Marietta P., Lisa B., Mary B., and Craig F. Our newcomer greeter is Shannon B. The reference number for yesterday's Sunday, June 18, 2017 special edition meeting is 10. 053. That's 10053. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Kathy F. to read the 12 steps of OA. Hi, everyone. Kathy F., compulsive overeater. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 
11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Pass. Thank you, Kathy F. I will now ask Marietta P. to read the 12 Traditions of OA. Good morning, Marietta P. from Virginia, the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for a group purpose, there is only one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting others or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should forever remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinions on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions. Ever remind us place principles before personalities. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Marietta P. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then we stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book at the end of Chapter 4, We Agnostics. We will read through and comment on the last two paragraphs on page 57, which begin with, 
Even so has God restored us all and end with he disclosed himself to us. I will now ask Lisa B. to do just that. Good morning. This is Lisa B., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. Even so has God restored us to I'm going to start again. Even so has God restored us all to our right minds. To this man, the revelation was sudden. Some of us grow into it more slowly, but he has come to all who have honestly sought him. When we drew near to him, he disclosed himself to us. And in this short, brief reading, there is so much promise and so much hope and um, so much optimism there. So what I'm getting from this is um, it takes me back to Bill's story on page 13. And it gives me a description of the qualities that, that Bill had. It says, belief in the power of God plus enough willingness, honesty, and humility to establish and maintain the new order of things were the essential requirements. So not only will it come to me, it came to me slowly, but I need to honestly seek him and look at those qualities that Bill described. And some of the other qualities that were there for me, um, a, a sincere and intense desire to want to keep going forward. And this is step two. It's just a step in acknowledging that I'm not the power, that my higher power is the higher power. And really, I didn't have access to that greater power until I did the steps. I needed to seek and seek and seek. And the steps are the steps, are actual steps like stepping stones that I can take that the first 100 described to me what they did in the precise order and how they got this, this experience. And that word, sought, that's past tense for seek. So they're describing, you know, what happened. They were restored as a result of seeking. And when I look up the word seek, it says to go in search or quest, to seek the truth. And then another word that jumps out for me is restored. Oh, that's such a big word for me because I felt so broken. And I, in fact, I really didn't even know if I wanted to be restored to my original condition. I just wanted to be made totally new. And, you know, rebuild is actually a synonym of restore. So I I could say that. But a a wonderful definition for restore is... um, to return something to an earlier or original condition by repairing it, by cleaning it, etc. And that's what the 12 steps did for me. Um, I needed to just make this step that I'm not the power greater than myself, that human power is not going to be the power greater than myself, but I need to go on this quest through the 12 steps and do it like with the desperation of a drowning person and just take the steps, take the steps, not question it, not linger it, work with someone that has done this before me and has had that spiritual experience. And um, when it says when he, when we drew near to him, he disclosed himself to us. And for some reason, the image that comes in my mind is dropping all of my weapons, my bats, my clubs, my knives, my, my, all of the things that I just used to keep me so defended, so protected, so hidden. And by getting entirely abstinent, 
it, it allowed the, the veil from my eyes to fall down, that cloud, that fog. It allowed the cotton in my ears to just melt away. My heart began to soften by working with a recovered fellow, another compulsive overeater. And taking these steps, I began to soften, even against my, my intention. You know, it's just what happened. My heart softened. And that's what I've needed all along, to drop the defense of I know, I know, I know, I don't know. I need to keep going forward that I'm dying, I'm drowning. I need to take these steps and get recovered and allow my higher power to restore me. And that's been my experience. And I'm so, so grateful. I pass. Thank you, Lisa B. Who would like to share on these two paragraphs? Katie G. from Boston. Katie G. Charles H. Charles H. Anybody else want to get in line? Janice M. O. DJ. Is it, wait a minute. Is it Janice M. O.? Just a second. Or, is it Janice M. O.? Yes, thank you. Okay. Or, and then I think I heard someone named BJ. Was that close? And Barbara E. Barbara E., I wasn't at you yet. I was asking the person whose name sounds something like DJ. Yes, that's me, DJ. Thank you. DJ. Okay, thanks very much. And I also have Barbara E. Was there anyone else waiting for a turn? Lauren N. Lauren N. Thank you for giving me a chance to write your names down. Was there anyone else? Could I please have the page? Yes, we're at last two paragraphs on 57, 57. Why don't Thank we you. go with these six people right now? Thank you so much for taking nice turns. Katie G, Charles H, Janice M O, D J, Barbara E, and Lauren N. Katie G, please take it away. Good morning, Rebecca. May I be heard? I hear you, Katie G. Wonderful. Thanks for your service. Good morning, guys. Katie G, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, Anorexic and Bulimic, starting my timer in Boston. Um, So where are we at, right? So why are we here? Well, circumstances made me willing. And um, what are those circumstances? I've been crushed, right? I've been crushed by not just by food, but by a self-imposed crisis, right? Allergy of the body, obsession of the mind. Um, and and all of a sudden, you know, they're telling me that God is going to be there for me, like through this process that we are about to take of uncovering, discovering, and dis- and discarding. God's going to come to me. And the image I thought of this morning, you know, when I'm seeking God is, you know, I'm like this porcupine. Like, I don't know about you, but like, I never was like a really soft, warm, and fuzzy kind of gal. Like, I'm like a porcupine, and and I can't grow near to God with my selfishness, my dishonesty, my resentment, and my fears. Like, first I've got the food, right? Because anything I put before God, the problem is that's my God, and that's between me and God. So God and I, we can't hug. I'm a porcupine, and God's like, hey, Katie, you're a little bit like, you know, he might, he's there, but I can't access him, right? But I put the food down. I practice entire abstinence. I'm not using the food at all. 
And then I learn how to see God, which our previous speaker so beautifully defined all the synonyms of seeking God, chasing down, hunting, pursuing, a quest, searching, casting about. And how do I do this? By my inventory. You know, like, and if all you know right now is that what you're doing isn't working, that is enough. Like, God is there. God is going to be there when you draw near to him, when you rid yourself of the, you know, and not that we can do that. I get that. But when we put down the food and we go through the steps, we're rid of these character defects. And today, I am recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body just for today. And I can still get away. I can still get my porcupine up. I can still get, oh my gosh, if you do this for me, I will feel better. If you, Because I can have that distorted thinking. But thank you, God. I can chase down, hunt, pursue, quest, search, cast about. Like for me, this program has to come first. Like the, the words in this book are so divinely there, right? The, the, it's not like, oh, yeah, you know what? If you have some time, call your sponsor and work the steps, right? Not for me. My butt is on fire. I'm going to die. My belly is on fire. Like, I need this more than ever. Why? Not because I'm a good person, but because the food convinced me I cannot win. There has to be another God each and every day. And um, and I'm so grateful that I can continue to learn and grow with all of you. I can grow in this, for me, slow relationship with God. And it is worth it each and every day. And I'm going to continue to do it, God willing, one day at a time, shoulder to shoulder. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Katie G. Charles H., you're next. Moderator, can you um have the next person go first? I'm getting off the train next stop, and I don't want to violate the meeting with all this noise. Sure, Please. Charles H. Janice M. O. It's your turn then. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the newcomers on the line. This is Janice M. O. Grateful, recovered, compulsive ever eater in Pennsylvania. Um, the thing that struck me with this was I was thinking about this happens to me on a daily basis. Um, when I first got freed. Um, from my compulsive overeating. Um, It did happen slowly, um, and then I had a sudden revelation. But it was working through the steps that gave me the preparation to receive that. Um, But I was thinking about every morning I wake up as a compulsive overeater that isn't restored to sanity yet. But taking my time with my higher power, you know, doing my meditation, doing my readings, and then just listening um, I become restored. And um, I think that was the only thing I wanted to share. Um, yeah, I think that was it. Just that by working the steps and following the directions in this book, it's so simple. Um, I wake up grumpy. I wake up restless, irritable. And then when I take the time with my higher power, I, I really am transformed. I'm always so surprised by it. I wake up and think, there's no way today, you know, I'll be transformed. And every time I am. So just grateful um, to my higher power's faithfulness to always restoring me to sanity every day and for keeping me clear and um, keeping me abstinent and recovered every day. It's such a miracle. And I just want to encourage those that are on the line that are still struggling that this really does work. I mean, this is a promise right here that God does come. So um, I just want to encourage all of you. So thank you. Thank you, Janice M.O. Charles H., do you need more time or are you ready? 
No, I'm good right now. Thank you so much for your loving service, Charles H. to recovered compulsive overeater. And I'm going to um, touch you with a couple of analogies this morning. You know, um, as it relates to the reading, where I get, um, when I stop, yeah, these trains as well, when I stop thrashing around in the water, um, I, I can recall being dead just floating on the water, but you know, trying to control this thing myself, I was thrashing around and just going almost six feet under, man. And um, it came to me slowly. I, I try to fight this thing. I try to put my bandana on and try to act like I could rough and tough this thing out. But uh, I, I couldn't. I, could, I couldn't. I couldn't outsmart this disease. I couldn't intellectualize it. You know, I was resisting arrest. And, I, I, you know, the warrant is out. It's a lifetime warrant, uh, Charles. So when I turn myself in and surrender and I stop resisting arrest, you know, God disclosed himself to me. You know, and, and uh, yo, it's just amazing. Like, you know, things like this happen. Like, I was at the supermarket Saturday, and, you know, I, I they didn't charge me for all the items. It, it just bothered my spirit. I had to go back down and pay for it. They looked at me like I was crazy, like, do you realize this is New York? I said, yeah. I'm not that same person no more, man. It, you know, uh, I, you know, God discloses himself to me, man, because that's just the right thing to do. You know, um, I, I need God every single day. I pray for my enemies, people that hate me, can't stand me. I pray for them. Because that's what God would do, right? He kept me when I didn't want to be kept. So once he kept me, he didn't keep me for me. He kept me to be a witness. I'm trying to do God's God's work because it ain't me. It's not me. I can't control this thing. I still there's still people in Overeaters Anonymous saying they can um they can work the steps to become absent. And guess what? I don't fight with them. I, I've been fighting God all my life, man. I don't fight with people. I don't want to hear about your food. I take your word for it. You absent? Let's go through this work. I don't have no control over that. I've been fighting people for years. I've been fighting myself. So I just go with the flow. I surrender. You know, I know there's a lifetime warrant against me, and I answer the bailiff every single morning, every single morning. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Charles H. DJ, do you also have a last initial? Hi, thank you. Um, my, my name is D. And last initial, J. <laughs> D-E-E? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's okay. E-J. It's your turn. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I've been uh, listening to the meeting since midweek last week and had been, uh, uh, God had spoken to me finally in these years of, in these tormented years of relapse. I hadn't gotten that abstinent. Uh, but I was in the torment, the hell, of having experienced some version of abstinence and connection with God and, and working the steps very hard, but lost it. Well, walked away from it. And um, for reasons I can't imagine, uh, the Spirit just came to me, and and I started listening to your meetings. I got abstinent first on my old food plan and then started listening to these meetings and then knew I had to speak and not hide. Um, 
that that was part of the only service I could contribute anymore. That was the only way I could give back anything is to open my mouth. I didn't have any, you know, contemporary recovery right now, but I could speak of the pain of this uh, bizarre allergy of the body and, uh, you know, stinking thinking and the whole mess. But so uh, since, and so, you know, speaking at your meeting released this uh, this other this other piece of God reaching out and grabbing me, which was phone calls from the fellowship. So a power, power greater than myself once again, you know, seemed to seemed to I don't know, just get me from the brink. I felt it was very cliffhanger in my life, and um, and so I've been really welcomed by numbers of phone calls, which I can't tell you how much I appreciate. I haven't gotten back to everybody, but will, but. It's been incredible, and so being directed to some of the special editions and things, I've come to see what was so elusive, and it's it's astonishing. It's simply astonishing that this little shift in my thinking brought about by this hand of God through Bill and through the awarenesses brought about that created a vision for you, that this could reach into me and, and give me an understanding of how the absolute the abstinence I was practicing was not sufficient to keep me safe. And really, it's, I'm amazed that it really, that the diet mentality can persist through such ardent desire not to be in it. And and yet it did. And so uh, today, this morning, and, and it was just a few items, it was a few items in a mindset separating me from the recovery promised by the 12 Steps. So I am very grateful to be here and um, wish you all the best in your day's journey and I'll talk to you later. I pass. All right. Thanks, CJ. Barbara E., you're next. Thank you so much. Sorry for rushing the process before. I was going to say one thing, but I just want to piggyback on something that Charles said about feeling compelled to go back and pay for something that he hadn't. Just the other day, I did the same thing. I got to the trunk of my car and saw that an item had slipped down into the bottom of the trunk of the cart, and I obviously had not paid for it. So I went back in and paid for it. And no one was shocked behind the counter. No one thought I was crazy. And here's where one of my defects kicked in, my grandiosity. Why didn't they give me a two thumbs up for being this (laughs) honest person? So I had to uh, send an email to my sponsor saying grandiosity um, as one of the defects of the day. But just to get back to where I was going with this, Uh, When I first came in, and that was almost 21 years ago, I did manage to get abstinent, but I didn't get to uh, be happy, joyous, and free because I had sought in a perversion. Hey, pumpkin. Oh, someone's a pumpkin. I had sought through nagging to improve my relations with others as I couldn't understand their wrongheadedness, not mine, but theirs, and why couldn't they do everything my way? I was tired 
of feeling isolated and misunderstood. And finally, I realized that if I wanted things to improve, I had to let go of the perversion of the steps and put everything in God's hands. I had to, um, against my will, accept the grace of my higher power. I had to let go and not make the decision to turn my will over to God, but absolutely make a decision and follow the directions and turn my will over to God. I just recently finished reading a fictional book, and I won't mention the name of it, but in it, um, uh, the father says, I will pray for the willingness to forgive you. Uh, And he then goes on to say, until through our own despair against our will, we get wisdom through the grace of God. And it's beyond our understanding. And even though this was a fictional book, I saw such profundity in it. For me, I'm ready to to be done with anger. I just want to move on. I don't want to live in anger, irritability, unfairness. I'm I'm not sure what the kind of miracle will be, but oh, thank you so much. But I know there will be a miracle, and I'm waiting for it. Thank you. Thank you, Barbara E. Lauren N. While we're waiting for Lauren. Sorry, moderator. Can you hear me? Hi, Lauren. And yes, just before you start, I just want to mention someone did interrupt Barbara E. So check your lines, make sure you're muted, unless you're Lauren N. Go ahead, Thank Lauren. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, wow, I am so privileged to be on this line this morning um, and hear all the shares, I, you know, the restoring me to sanity is is something that's always kind of um, been something that I've wondered about because I honestly cannot remember ever being sane or as sane as I am now. So my disease started when I was very young. I don't remember maybe when I was an infant and um, had no concept of food other than what mother's milk was, um, I might have been sane around around eating. But um, for my conscious life, I cannot remember being sane around food and eating. And I am so grateful today that with the help of the fellows on this line and with the help of the 12 steps and all the fellows that I know in my face-to-face meetings and everybody in in any one of the AA offshoots, um, I have been able to find a sanity that is so much clearer and so much um uh, so much better than I could ever imagine. 
I'm definitely happy, joyous, and free. Not every minute of every day, but, boy, much more than ever before. And thank God my ugliness doesn't pop up its head very often. And when it does, I'm able to pray for it to be, or for me to be released from it. Um, so thank you all for being on this line, and thank you all for this program. And I can't wait to see you all in September. And I'll be back tomorrow morning. Bye. Thanks, Lauren. And floor is open for others who would like to share on these last two paragraphs. Madam. Seven. And Jan- this is Larry. Jennifer. Melissa C. Melissa C. Penny C. Penny C. Did I miss someone? Here's who I have, Matt M, Larry, Melissa C, and Penny C. Janice. Yeah, Janice. Yes, I've got Janice M now, yeah. Oh, thank Thank you. you. Okay, let's go with you five. Matt M, you're next. Thank you, Rebecca, for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Madam Compulsive over here from New Jersey. When he drew near to him, he disclosed himself to us. I'm working on step 11. I was starting step 12, but I, I had some issues in my abstinence, and my sponsor said, I want you to get some time on your belt and review 10 and 11 before you go back into work doing the work. And I, I'm praying and meditating in the morning. I, I wasn't doing that in the morning. I think that helps me. My head is a lot clearer. I get ready a little earlier in the morning to make sure I get in the meeting every day. And I'm I'm learning to just listen more. I'm not, I don't feel like I have to be the first to share anymore. My sponsor asked me not to, and I'm feeling much better about that. I had like the pressure to speech that I had to get on there, be the first one in there, beat it before the sponsor the woman ever said, "Oh, who wants to share?" And I'm right there behind the person who shared first to do the reading, and I'm like, I'm getting more and more, more closer to my higher power. He has she's starting to restore me to my right mind. I'm trying to be more other-centered, and it's not easy. I'm making phone calls, and it's hard not to talk about myself. Only when someone asks me, I try to make the conversation about them first when I call them. And we talk about higher power. We talk about the program, how they're doing, and program is working for them in their life. And I'm calling newcomers, too, to try to get out of myself because I'm a selfish person by my nature, and I try to be more, like I said, more other-centered. I'm grateful that today the meeting is going on today, and I'm grateful that I'm here today on the meeting with that all pass. Thank you. Thanks, Madam. Larry, K, is it? It is. It is. Thanks, yeah. Rebecca. Thanks for your thanks for your service. It's um, Larry K. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Um, you know, one of the things that comes to mind with this reading this morning is, um, at least for me, is that sometimes, you know, my emotions are difficult to understand and to trust, and I and I have to remember that feelings are are not facts. And and I say this because for me, the idea of God disclosing himself to me, in my perception, in my mind, would be that I'm feeling good. I'm either feeling bad or I'm feeling good. You know, because emotions were always at the core of, of my motivation. It was like they're like my muse, my muse. They're why I continue on with life, even in the face of disappointments or disaster. And, and I know a lot of emotional people. Perhaps you do as well. Yeah, and being emotional is not a bad thing. Um, I believe emotions are a good thing. 
But, you know, God came to me through my wounds. Didn't feel very good. God is in my life even when I'm not feeling very good. This practical program of action as we move and transition towards a spiritual awakening sufficient to arrest this disease, to stop this disease in its tracks, moving from a a self-centered existence to a God-centered existence, it doesn't always come with good feeling. And, you know, over the years, many of us learn to accept, enjoy, understand, and trust our feelings. After all, it, you know, seems to work at times. And, you know, who, who doesn't want to give up those warm and fuzzy feelings, you know? The problem, though, for a guy like me is that sometimes we only feel the, the cold sort of prickly emotions, you know, those that are scary or painful. And it helps to understand that sometimes my emotions may not be telling me the the truth. And when I took a step towards God, how did I take a step towards God? Just through these actions. That's all I needed to do. I didn't have to have it all figured out. That was was for me how I was taking a step uh, uh, towards God. And I found that God would take 10 steps towards me. God would come running towards me. And it wasn't always with good feeling. Sometimes it was with, you know, a uh, revelation about myself, an insight that wasn't always comfortable, but I knew somehow it was, it was through those discomfort, you know, we had to go through uncomfortability putting the food down. I had to go through uncomfortability by really honestly and openly looking at my relationships, looking at my patterns. That didn't always feel good, but somehow I knew God was present and moving closer to me through those insights. So that was um, that for me was one of the beauties of this program. So grateful for these changes that God has brought in my life. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks, Larry K. Melissa C. Your turn. Hi. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning, everyone. It's Melissa C. Recovered compulsive overeater in New York, and. Um, you know, and I think about um, drawing closer to God and how um, He'll disclose Himself to me. Um, you know, that's easier when, um, for me, when everything is kind of going right. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I can, you know, feel closer to God, and then I can see God, and all that looks right. And um, you know, but like here. Here's the truth. Um, I'm really irritated this morning. Like, I left my house. I'm annoyed at my family. The house is messier than I like it to be, and I feel like I'm always cleaning up. And, yeah, in those moments, that's when I actually need to draw closer to God Um, because I know that in my um, irritation, you know, every time I'm irritated um, and I make a conscious contact, with my higher power, he reveals himself to me. It, it like, never fails. And so I have to be very mindful not to, um, you know, call uh, um, a girlfriend who I can complain about the rotten kids and the mess that they made and, and have her take my part, you know. And I can't um, – I, I knew enough this morning not to leave the house screaming. You know, because that's not um, drawing closer to God. Like, I know that that is in in conflict with what my higher power wants me to be. And so 
if it meant I left a little quieter than I normally leave in the morning, um, that was about the best I can do. But I know um, that whenever I'm irritated um, and I am very intentional, you know, at this point about the work that I do, like, I know I've got to do a test step before I, you know, before too long, I've got to, like, really get to the root of this. Um, God will disclose himself to me. He will make himself known to me in this. And, you know, like this incredible trusting friend that God has turned out to be, um, it's whenever things are difficult that I, I find out just how incredibly trustworthy and reliable this, this friend is, this God is to me. So, um, you know, it, it is intentional. It's not, um, it just, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't, <laughs> I'm recovered, but I'm not an angel, you know. And so I, I wake up in the morning and I'm still full of my agenda. And I pray, I pray this morning, you know, I, I did my, I did my morning work. But guess what? As I left my bedroom, I, I saw the bag of potato chips my daughter left in her bedroom. And, you know, um, and I can't stay fixed on that. I have to stay fixed on my higher power who will, who will disclose himself. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Penny C. Could, could you please tell me your page number we're on? And Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning, everybody you, on the line. You know what? You know what, Penny C. Can you hold on one second? Oh, sure. Someone, someone just asked where we are in the book. Where the last two paragraphs on page fifty-seven. That's five seven. And I must say, while Melissa C was speaking, it was very noisy on the line. It sounded like somebody was typing. So I don't know if it was just interference or if someone was unmuted, but please check your lines. Penny C, I hope you are not interrupted. Go right ahead. <laughs> it's okay. God's in charge. Um, I'm Penny C, recovered compulsive overeater from the Boston area. I can't help but keep seeing, even though I, I, I know we're on the last two paragraphs, but the word miracle, the word miracle. And in, in this this recovery that I've been given by my higher power is nothing short of a miracle. I have been restored in so many ways. You know, I came here wanting to be restored physically and, and had no expectation of or even, even knowledge that there was any other kind of restoration. I just needed to, you know, look good, be healthier, and be able to present myself well. And and the gift that I've I've received is this this overhauling, as it were. You know, I it's like um, you know I brought this this body and mind into the rooms, and I was literally transformed um, over time, um, over time. And so I'm looking even looking back. Um, it says you know even so God has restored us all to our right minds. And if we go back a couple of paragraphs, it's talking about Bill W. And, and seemingly he could not drink even if he would, even if he wanted to. God restored his sanity. And that describes, you know, me. That The, the miracle of it is that um, my mind has been able to think more clearly. And, um, you know, th- those um, foods that 
separated me by binging or in some instance in my life by a, a periods of anorexia that that God has been with me the whole time and and to be now for three decades, three complete decades to have been separated from those binge foods which separated me from my higher power. I, that was such a weird idea when I first came. How could eating, you know, a, an ice cream cone separate me from God? You know, I didn't see the connection, but I sure do now. And so, um, you know, this miracle is here for all of us, every single one of us you know, can experience this restoration, all we need to do is be willing to believe and offer ourselves to God, which we do in the third step prayer. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Penny C. Janice M., your turn. Well, good morning to you, Rebecca. This is in everyone. My name is Janice M., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Okay, we're winding down. This is the end of the chapter. Usually the way Bill writes is he, you know, repeats himself. So what's he saying here is even so has God restored us all to our right minds. I could read it even so. God has restored us all, all, everyone that that's going to take these directions. Not in step two. This does not happen in step two if you're new because you're saying, gee, you know, I'm not, I don't feel like this and blah, blah, blah. No, usually we don't because we haven't been restored yet. But we will be restored. They're talking hands, hindsight that they've done this work. They came into the program like I came into the program with, you know, horrendous despair um, no hope, circumstances, because I wanted a solution. This is why I came here. I didn't come here because I needed some more friends. I came here because I'm looking for a solution to my life, not only my food. I didn't know it at the time, but problems, problems. I thought everybody else had the problem, and I was going to see how I could fix them. Well, God restored us all to our right minds when we begin to come here, then we begin to become willing to believe, okay? Because some of us at step two don't believe yet, and that's okay. That's okay. This, these, two, these two paragraphs are writing in hindsight. They gave us the example of this son, that his revelation of, of God coming to him um, after the process of the steps was sudden, you know, a spiritual experience. But mine was more slower, I had to go through the steps slowly, not slowly, but as I proceeded in the steps, God revealed himself to me because I was powerless. I was looking for a power, something, a food plan, this or that. I found out later on, of course, it's much different. So, and it says in this chapter, if we go right back to the very first paragraph, you know, there's only one must in this chapter, and it's like, have, you know, the question for me was, now is, have I faced the fact that I must find a spiritual solution basis of my life or else? Remember that? That's what I have to do. And I believe when, when I, when we 
draw ourselves to him. We see God doesn't need uh, need prayers. He doesn't need prayers. My God doesn't anyway. I need to pray to God so that I can be restored to thinking differently so that I won't pick up food and other other addictions that certainly I did. And so this is what it's saying. We must, we must have I faced the fact that I must find a spiritual basis of life. So if you're going to make a decision pretty soon that you do need a spiritual experience or awakening to get the results, then you're on your way. And that's all we need in this step. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks, Janice. Um, we have time for maybe two or three other shares on these last two paragraphs on 57. Minky. Who would like Minky? I gotcha, Minky. Anyone else? Amy G. Oh. Amy, right Amy, G. Amy G. I think Sue I G. Sue G. Okay, let's take the three of you and see if we have time for all three. Minky W., go right ahead. Hi, good morning. It's Minky W. from New York. Grateful to be here. Um, so the nice thing is I'm, uh, that you can read about that his revelation was all of a sudden, and it was amazing. And for me, it was really, it was a slow, and it was a slow process for me of um, getting the spiritual awakening for me. And um, I really wanted this, like, white light. But um, what I'm realizing is is that I'm getting, like, a bunch of white lights, slowly but carefully, like a shift in attitude, a shift in the way of talking, and all that is, like, huge. Even though it looks really small, it's huge. And then the other part of this reading today is um, I need to take one step, like, a teeny little step forward, and then God comes close to me. It's, I, I don't need to do, like, yeah, I need to do my step 11 and prayer meditation and all that, and I'm grateful that I have the willingness to do it. Um, but the way I see it is that all I need to do is one tiny little step, and God steps in and does the rest. Thanks, I pass. Thank you, Minky W. Amy G. Did I get your name right? You were kind of going in and out. Uh, yes, this is Amy G. Can you hear me? Hi. Yes, I hear you, Amy G. Great. Please make sure you time me. I don't have a timer on my phone. Yeah, yeah I got you. <laughs> my name's Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Maryland. I'm so grateful to be on the line today. Thank you for your service. When we drew near to him, I, I think it's so, he's such a wordsmith, Bill, because the reason why I would think it says we drew near, many of us are going to ask, well, then how do we draw near, and what is the next chapter? It's so exciting, chapter 5, how it works. We're going to go through. We're going to go through how it works. We're going to go through the steps. And my assumption is as we draw near, or it's been my experience, as others have said, how I draw near and drew near to God was the process of putting the food down and working the steps. And I wanted to know how to draw near. That is how the process takes place. We have a spiritual awakening through the process of working the steps. Food's got to be down. What I find so interesting is how they put this together. I don't know about you all, but when I opened this book, I wanted to go directly to Chapter 5. How does it work? I want to know what it is. But we've been reading We Agnostics. And the chapter before that was more about alcoholism. So at the end of each chapter, there's questions to be asked. And for me, it's, do I identify in with Bill and Bill's story? Do I understand what the doctor's opinion is saying about the twofold nature of the allergy, the, me- the twofold nature of the disease, the mental obsession, and even more so in the chapter more about alcoholism, the mental obsession? 
Because if what they're saying in the chapter of we agnostics is, is that there needs to be a higher power for me, and that higher power isn't me when it comes to this disease. So I better find myself a higher power. And how do I do that? I have to be willing, honest, and open. I have to humble myself, as the paragraph says. I have to be able to humble myself and offer myself to a higher power, whatever that might be or whatever that might be evolving to. And again, to scoot back up a couple of paragraphs, it's, you know, it's a miracle of healing, but the elements are simple. And for me, I'm a simple kind of girl. Break it down for me. And the breaking it down is that I need a higher power because I have a disease, and that higher power isn't me. I'm not sure what that is yet, but I know it's not me, and if I don't do something, my disease is going to kill me. So I need to draw near to something greater than me, and I need to know how to do that. And I'm going to be willing as I draw near. For me, draw is an action, you know, pray to God, row to shore. I had to take certain steps. And they weren't these, you know, um, you know, meditating for an hour or whatever. It was being abstinent. It was committing my food. It was being willing to work the steps and not balk. And that's what we're going to talk about in the next chapter. What is it exactly we do? This is so exciting to be moving on to how it works, but that's why it's Chapter 5, in my opinion. And so we're drawing near now to the next step, and it's so exciting. I'm so grateful to be on the line today. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Amy D., and you have some time to spare. Sue G., it's your turn. And you have about two minutes. Good morning. This is Sue G. from Michigan. Um, I'm covered by the grace of God. Um, this is looking back in hindsight. Um, this is not telling us what's going, what is happening right now with us if we have a higher power. But they went through the steps very quickly. Um, they talked about the, the, the paragraphs before this, all was God, God, presence of the infinite power and love, you know, stepping to the shore. They did all this very quickly. Um, they were pretty hardcore alcoholics and they wanted like what Bill wanted what Abby had and um, the alcoholic problem was taken away when our food problem is taken away we can listen we can hear what's coming up and how it works Um, and I'm so grateful that I have put the food down because when I read how it works I always come up with something new um because I can hear, and I, I couldn't hear before. I read the steps and everything else with a sponsor, and, but I, I couldn't hear because I wasn't in full uh, recovery as far as food. Um, so a miracle of healing? Yeah, great. And um, so then even so God restored us, the first 100, to our right minds, Um when we when we drew when we drew the hundred to him, he disclosed himself to us the hundred, and he'll do the same thing for us if we follow the same pattern that the first hundred followed. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Sue G. You know what? We have a minute, so I'm gonna take the minute. It's Rebecca F. Recovered compulsive overeater, and I just want to mention that what this paragraph reminds me of is on page 84, the second paragraph, where um, they've just said all the ninth step promises, everything that we're so looking forward to receiving that are promises that we will receive. And I 
do believe they have come true in me. But what it says is they are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. And this paragraph we just read, which said um, the revelation was sudden. Some of us grow into it more slowly. Everybody has a slightly different experience. And, and that's what makes this program so special, that we all choose our own conception of God and um, that it says in this paragraph twice, all, God restored us all to our right minds and he has come to all who have honestly sought him. So every single one of us, there's over 300 people on the line this morning, live on the meeting. This is available to all of us. I am no different than you. And um, welcome and keep coming and uh, follow these clear-cut directions. And um, you, as have I, will be granted uh, peace around food and all the promises on page 87 and, I mean, 83 and 84. And with that, I pass. And it's time to close the meeting, so I want to thank you, everyone, for participating in this meeting and for the opportunity to be of service. I just want to say, you know, please consider uh, stepping up to the plate and doing service on the line. It is life-changing. The reference number for this meeting, Monday, June 19, 2017, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, is... One zero zero five four. Today's meeting, seven o'clock. One zero zero five four. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with a reading from the Big Book on page one sixty four, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Mary B. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page. Yes, Rebecca, can you hear me? I hear you, Mary B. Thank you. I thank you, Dan. Thank you for your service and the wonderful, wonderful meeting. This is Mary B., gratefully recovered compulsive eater in nice, cool central California. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come. Mary B., I don't hear you. We lost you. Mary B.? Is Craig F. available by any chance? It's Leah. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. 
We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then. <laughs>